Welcome back to another episode of the Big Mike and Chive podcast. Unfortunately, Christian will not be joining us once again, but I'm here today with Ben Blazel. How are you doing today, Ben? Oh, you know what, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm honored that, you know, you chose me to fill in for Chife. I can't, you know, fill his shoes, but hopefully I can give the viewers what they're looking for. So I appreciate you having me on. Well, you know, I, I would consider you a scholar of the game. Would you Would you consider yourself a scholar? You know, a scholar might be uh, overstating it a little bit, but, you know, I know my sports, so I'm pretty confident with what I'm bringing to the table for the folks out there. All right. Well, we'll, we'll kick it off here with some NFL Week 10, which seems kind of crazy already in the 10th week of the NFL, especially a season that I felt like would never come. But to say, you know, I'm shocked. If you would have told me that we would make it to Week 10, you know, at the beginning of the season, I probably wouldn't believe you, but... You know, it's been amazing to me that the NFL has been able to sustain such a long season. But, you know, kudos to them, and I'm impressed by what they're able to do. Yeah, definitely. All right, so Thursday night, uh, last night, we're recording this Friday night, should come out either late Friday or early Saturday. Um, But last night, the Colts and the Titans played. Looked like the Titans had a nice grasp on it in the first half. Um, Didn't score any points in the second half, and Indianapolis kind of ran away with the victory in the second half. What do you think about that game, Ben? You know, honestly, I was a little surprised by the results just based on how strong the Titans have been this season. But, you know, you can't really count out the Colts this year. And I've been, you know, it's kind of a rebuilding year for them of sorts, even with a veteran quarterback. But I'm impressed by what I think they hold in the future for sure. Yeah, um, but on, I actually made my picks before that game, so I chose the Titans to win it. Um, but... I guess I'm not as surprised by the result. I think it does show that the Titans have been a bit of a pretender maybe this year. They aren't the super team we thought they would be. Um, but, yeah, so that was that was a little surprising to most people, though. No, definitely. I think the thing, too, is Ryan Tannehill, although a solid quarterback, really has not been able to carry the Titans' offense like they hope. And I feel like down the road, in order to continue to keep a really, you know, a really strong offense for them. Derrick Henry can't carry the load. Yeah, also another thing I heard about Derrick Henry that was pretty interesting is he's a he can't go up the he's not a good up the middle back cuz his shoulders are so broad, he can't get between the he can't get between the guards. So they that's why they keep running like off guard plays like to the sides. He's not a great short down up the middle back. You know, which, when you have a running back he can't hit the holes as well as some of those smaller guys for sure exactly all right jacksonville at green bay what's your what's your uh prediction for that one you know even as a lifelong packers fan with no bias here still got to go with the packers jacksonville only with one win i think you'd be stupid not to pick the packers yep well uh i will i'm picking the packers as well just because i said i wouldn't pick against the packers all season and I think this one is pretty simple. The Jaguars aren't great. They've got a rookie quarterback that no one's ever heard of playing. So Packers in this one. For sure. All right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the uh, Carolina Panthers. Um, Christian McCaffrey was back last week, but now he's already out again with a different injury to his shoulder this time. Um, so who do you got in that one? You know, Bucks coming off a Huge loss to the Saints. They're going to be struggling. I'm going to pick the Panthers in this one, honestly. I think just the Bucks are reeling a little bit, and I'm not really sure how that offense is going to be able to function this week. 
I'm so glad you said that. I'm going with the Panthers, too. Uh, I've heard a lot of talk about, oh, you can't bet on Tom Brady after he goes down so hard. Well, uh, I think that's exactly why I'm betting against him. And he's not the Tam- Tom Brady he used to be. I think we're finally going to see that play out this season. And I'm totally excited to see that. I don't think oh, he's yeah. that good. Me too. All right. Texans at Browns. You know, Texans also have a pretty down year, especially without Hopkins. Got to go with the Browns. I'm like the one I've seen with them for the most part, even without Odell. Got to go Browns. Yeah, I'm going Browns on this one too. Um, I think the Texans have a lot of potential. And like, if you're just looking at their roster and looking at their numbers, they look good. But I just don't think they're great game. They're not great in games. Like they might do super well at practice, but not great in games. The Browns have been showing some life. Um, they're a Browns team we haven't seen for decades, so I've got the Browns in this one. All right, Redskins at Lions. You know, this is a tough one. Both teams definitely struggling. Probably both Lions, just because the Washington football team has definitely not impressed me much this year. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions, too. Um, yeah, I just, I kind of like what I see from the Lions here. They got off to a slower start, but, um, they're slowly making their way back. Uh, I think they're, they probably don't have shot at a playoffs, but in this one against a pretty bad Redskins team, not Redskins, Washington football team, um, well, I'll take the Lions in this one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Eagles at Giants, a nice NFC East matchup. NFC East just such a powerhouse in the league this year. Uh, of course, <laughs> oh, uh, I'll definitely I'll say Eagles. I think they got the best shot at winning the East, especially now that Dallas is struggling on like their fifth quarterback of the year. So, no, definitely got to go with the Eagles on this one. I'm actually gonna go with the Giants on this one. I I think they've been kind of surprising people, and people like aren't really re- noticing their wins. Um, they're getting them. They beat the. Uh, football team twice in Washington. So um, I don't think – I think Daniel Jones was – at first we overrated him at the beginning of the season, and then he played so bad, and then we kind of underrated him. I think we can come back to a more common ground here with Daniel Jones. I don't think he's – he's not winning the MVP or anything, but I don't know. They're worst quarterbacks in the league. No, and I think I think the Giants have definitely found a consistent starter with him down the road. I don't think people should abandon hope in him too quickly. Right. All right, Bills at Cardinals. I don't know if you know this, Ben, but I'm a huge Josh Allen guy. Uh, a couple, two weeks ago, I think it was, I was. Uh, he had that terrible game against the Jets, but last week uh, he played amazing, and he's playing for the seven and two Bills. I think he brings himself back into the MVP race with that win against the Seahawks last week, and I've got the Bills beating the Cardinals. You know what? I did not know that about you, Mikey, but honestly, I'd agree. Josh Allen, especially for a kid out of Wyoming, has always impressed me. Hell of an arm. I got to go. You know, I got to go Bills as well, especially after Arizona fell to the Dolphins just with a second-week starter in Tua. I mean, it's a no-brainer for me. Got to go with the Bills. Oh, yeah. All right. Broncos at Raiders. Yeah, I think Derek Carr has been going a little crazy under the radar. Sneaky going crazy for Derek Carr. No one's really talking about it. Um, but the Raiders don't have the best record, but I like how Derek Carr's playing this season, so I got the Raiders beating Broncos. 
you know, this is a hard one for me because I've been somewhat impressed with Drew Locke this season, but I, I'll go with Derek Carr and the Raiders as well, actually, only because, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Gruden, but you can't really deny his coaching tactics and some of the success he's had. Got to go Raiders. Yep. All right. Um, Chargers at Dolphins. We'll see a battle of some rookie quarterbacks in this one. Um, uh, I'm actually going to go with the Dolphins, though. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious the Chargers can't finish. Um, I have Tua on one of my fantasy football teams, so that's a little bit of wishful thinking there. And let's see. Uh, we've seen a lot of Herbert. He's looked pretty pretty good, but he doesn't have very many wins. Um, Tua has played, has started one game, and he's got one win. So he's undefeated in the NFL. I'd like to see the Dolphins get this one. You know, Tua has impressed me. I feel bad for Fitzmagic down in Miami just with the season he's having. You don't know when a journeyman like him is going to ever get another start. But honestly, Herbert has really impressed me. I think he's my rookie standout of the year so far this year, even more than Joe Burrow. And honestly, I agree with you that the Chargers can't finish, but I think that might pull this one off. So I'm going to go Chargers. That's a good take. All right, Bengals at Steelers. You know, this one, the Bengals have been sneaky this year. I'm not going to lie, but I mean, Steelers undefeated, even after kind of a shaky performance last week at Dallas. I think you got to go with the Steelers on this one. So this one is actually going to be my upset of the week. I've got the Bengals in this one. Um, part of me thinks the Steelers have to lose at some point, and I think the this year's Bengals would be the perfect team for it to happen. Um, they've they've been in some close games that people expected them not to be in, um, and I think this is one that at the end of the season we could just chalk it up to a fluke win. I don't see the Steelers going undefeated. Um, I don't think they're a sixteen to zero team, especially with. Um, the way they played against the Jets last week. So I think the Bengals have been feisty a little bit this season. I think they might take this one. Yeah, no, not definitely not a bad opinion. And Roethlisberger is pretty banged up at the moment too. So definitely not definitely not uh, improbable. All right, Seahawks at Rams. This is a good one. I like this game. Yeah, this would be definitely one for people to keep an eye on this weekend. The Seahawks have, what, lost two in a straight, two in a row now, I believe. Yep. I think they're going to resurrect that this week, though. I think the Seahawks are just the better team overall. Russell Wilson will definitely guide them. DK Metcalf will kind of find his stride again. Even though I do believe he's having a little bit of an overrated season, at least in my opinion, he's definitely a good uh, wide receiver. But you know, when you have a size, when you have size like that, I mean, I expect the numbers that he's been putting up. So I'm going to say Seahawks. I'm actually going to say the Rams in this one, just because the Rams haven't really given me any reason to. Think they would lose this game all season, and the Seahawks, uh, their defense has played pretty horrible. And as much as as good as Russell Wilson is, I don't think he can do it all himself. Um, he's been trying to do it all himself, and he's been putting up a pretty valiant effort. But I've got the Rams just because I don't think the Seattle defense can hold up. Mm-hmm, for sure. All right, Forty uh, ers at Saints. It's, you know, this one's pretty easy for me. 49ers are just insanely banged up. They, yeah, they can't, you know, the way the Saints are firing in all cylinders right now after such a strong performance in Tampa Bay last weekend, definitely got to go with the Saints. Yeah, I mean, you look at um, 
both their performances from last week, the way the 49ers just got carved up by Aaron Rodgers, and the way the Saints um, handled that Tampa Bay uh, was supposed to be one of the best defenses in the league, and they were scoring all day on them. Um, I really liked what I saw from Drew Brees in that game. I think there's been some talk about him getting old and how Tom Brady is still kicking, and I think he, he kind of showed everyone that he, he can play with with Brady when he gets a chance, and I liked that last week. Yeah, no, I agree. And Drew Brees has really been nursing that shoulder injury, if you can tell, too. They've really been working those short outside and those slant passes. No deep balls for Brees, really, but overall, I mean, he's still definitely an elite quarterback. For sure, and we got a receiver like Michael Thomas, who I think has been – um, in and out of injury this year, so he's been a little bit overlooked, but um, he's a great weapon for that team. And Elvin Kamara also is one of the best running backs in the NFL right now, I think. So, Yeah, and if both those guys stay healthy and in the lineup, I think the Saints actually have a pretty good playoff run in them this year. Yeah. All right. Sunday night football game, Ravens at Pats. This could be an interesting one, I think. Yeah, you know, I agree. You can never really count out a Bill Belichick squad, and despite the Patriots having a pretty decent down year, especially for their standards, and Cam Newton struck for the most part, you can never count them out. Still got to go with the Ravens. I like what I see out of Lamar, even though I think uh, in terms of passing offense right now, the Ravens are last place in the league. Even so, I think the Ravens will pull it out. Yeah, so I've also got the Ravens in this one. Um but I wouldn't be surprised to see the Patriots go on a little bit of a run here. Um, as bad as Cam Newton has played, I think they are underrated. I think it's dangerous to underrate a Bill Belichick team, like you said, as much as they have been this season. Um, you never know what tricks he has up his sleeve. and I still think he's the best coach in, in the history so, of the game. So. I, don't, I don't doubt that one bit. And, you know, when you have a former Heisman winner, a former NFL MVP under center, too, who's also writing the confidence of a pretty big win last week at, uh, in New York against the Jets, I mean, I think they have some confidence, too. So if the Patriots pull it out, yeah, like you said, I would not be surprised. All right, Monday night game. We've got the Vikings at the Bears in an NFC North, North matchup. This one I'm going to go with the Vikings on. Only because I feel like they're actually starting to, try to do something over in Minnesota now. Had a really slow start to the season. Delvin Cook has looked amazing, though. I mean, he's like my offensive MVP of the year right now. And honestly, the Bears have not impressed me. They don't have a consistent starter under center. I mean, Nick Foles can't get it done. I gotta go with the Vikings on this one. Yeah, I'm also going with the Vikings on this one. I just want someone to please expose the Bears. Uh, they're not... a good team they're not good their their record does not show how good they are um I think the Vikings did play great last week they they figured out the formula that works for them is keep the ball out of Kirk Cousins hands I think he threw like somewhere in the area 15 times against the Packers and they just annihilated them and the Packers are one of the best teams in the league this year so yeah I think the Vikings get this one yeah for sure all right that's, that will wrap up the slates for this week, um, but we can move into some Super Bowl predictions. It's only week 10, a lot of time still left, but for the, so 
Give me your picks for the NFC Championship game, who you think is going to win, the AFC Championship game, who you think is going to win, and then the Super Bowl, and who's going to win. So, once again, the NFC, just with how strong it is right now, I think, and once again, I'm always prone to bias being from Wisconsin, obviously. I think the Packers-Seahawks could definitely be a matchup that we will see in the NFC for the NFC Championship. And sadly, I don't think the Packers will be able to do it, and I think the Seahawks end up going to the Super Bowl. And then, you know, the AFC is a little bit more of a mixed bag for me. I don't know who else I'd put in there. I mean, it's possible that we could see the Titans make another crazy postseason run like we did last year, and I think they'd be crazy not to put the Chiefs in there. And I got the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl again. You can't, you can't really, I'd be, you can't undermine Patrick Mahomes. I mean. Just honestly, the best player in the league, firing on all cylinders this year, utilizing all of his offensive weapons. I still feel like right now my Super Bowl prediction is KC versus Seattle. And who you got in that one, the Chiefs? I would say I would say the Chiefs. You know, and that is and that is still prone to change because Seattle's been been definitely dwindling a little bit. But I think right now, not predicting a KC repeat would be silly. All right, so um, the NFC was a little bit tougher for me just because I feel like there are a lot of teams that could um, break out as we get towards the end of the season here. Um, but I chose the Saints and the Packers. Uh, I mean, that Saints team has got a lot of veteran talent on it um, mixed in with the electricness, electricness of Elvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, like I mentioned earlier. Um so I think that they'll be able to get their way into the championship game. Um, the Packers, like I said, not picking against the Packers all season. I stand by that, and we beat the Saints once already this season. So I've got the Packers beating the Saints in the NFC game. And then the AFC, I've got the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, I'd, I'd like to see the Bills go on a little bit of a playoff run here. Um, at the end of the season, but I don't think Josh Allen will, has it in him to beat the Chiefs uh, quite yet at this stage in his career. Um, maybe down the road I could see him making a Super Bowl run with the team, but um, you're like you said, it's hard to uh, pick against KC this year. So I've got the Packers and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and like I said, not picking against the Packers, so I got the Packers winning the Super Bowl all the way. You know, I respect that a lot, and I think that's actually, you know, once again, we're both, you know, Wisconsinites, diehard Packer fans, but this year you got to like what you're seeing out of the Packers. It really is fun to watch. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Devontae Adams is just, oh, man, that he is electric. He's got to be the best receiver in the league. You know, I would agree with that. You know, there's a huge debate right now. Is it DeAndre? Is it Julio? Is it Devontae? You know, and I think all those guys bring somewhat different things to the table. The one thing you cannot take away from Devontae Adams though, is that he is the best route runner in the league. Nobody creates as much separation as Devontae does. I mean, Aaron Rodgers still an elite quarterback, no doubt, but arm not like what it used to be, and Devontae still is able to get open like you wouldn't believe. And it, it's just it's really fun to watch him. Yeah, I just I just every Sunday I count my blessings in my life that I've been able to grow up watching Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams and Donald Driver, all these amazing wide receiver quarterback duos that the Packers have had throughout my lifetime. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. We've been, we have been blessed here in Wisconsin, for sure. All right. 
Well, so you give us my you give me your Super Bowl predictions, but now going into MVP, who do you think is going to be the MVP overall, and then your second and your third place options for MVP? Yeah, you know, right now you look at what the MVP voting is, or you know what you know people are rating, and I mean the top three all quarterbacks: Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. All three guys are having unreal seasons. I don't think you can count any of those guys out. And honestly, you know, the, the NFL works in a serious way, especially when it comes to doing the MVP. They like giving it to a guy who, you know, is making somewhat of what they consider to be a comeback year for sure. And I think that's what they would probably try to consider this with Aaron Rodgers. And I think if he keeps up this stat line and, you know, guys like Wilson and their team are definitely, you know, starting to dwindle a little bit. And I don't know. If Patrick Mahomes, you know, they'll want to give it to him. So, honestly, I don't like Aaron Rodgers' chance this year. I would, and once again, I'm definitely prone to my Wisconsin bias, but you can't count him out for what you're seeing this year. Yeah, and I think it will depend on, I mean, there's a lot of season left, so a lot of things could happen. It'll depend on what happens on the stretch, but um, from what I've seen right now, yeah, I've got Aaron Rodgers as my MVP um, as well. So, all right. That will wrap it up for the Super Bowl, um, or Super Bowl. That will wrap it up for our NFL news this week. Um, moving on to some, uh, it was a pretty big week in college football last week. Um, one thing did stand out to me, and I know you're a Notre Dame guy, Ben. Um, I am. So Notre beat Dame beat number one Clemson. Um, a lot of people are saying it's because Trevor Lawrence was out. Um, but DJ Uangalele, um He's a beast. He's like 6'5", 250, and he'd probably be a starter at most QBs at almost any other school. He'd probably be a starting QB at almost any other school in the NCAA. So I'm not. I'm chalking that one up to a big win for the Notre Dame. I don't think it's a fluke. No, you know what? I would agree with you. And the thing about DJ, too, is I've been following him since he's at, J- at St. John's Bosco out in, uh, out in California playing high school ball. He... He was a backup behind Real Mitchell, who was a, ended up being an Iowa State starter a couple of years later. So he was really well-groomed, and he was a great quarterback. And like you said, he'd be a number one quarterback in almost any other school. You know, he really is a true freshman. only reason he's getting a chance is because Trevor Lawrence, unfortunately, did come down with COVID. So I, I would agree with you, though. You know, this is a huge win for the Irish. And you know, when you got uh, Etienne... Uh, they're running uh, Clemson's running back, and you're only able to hold him to like what he had, like 72 yards or something. He had a really, really weak performance. I think that speaks volumes then about that Notre Dame D line too. It shows really how strong of a team it is. People were questioning Ian Book and Notre Dame's offense all year, and then when they were able to drop almost 50 on the reigning national champion and take him a double overtime. I mean, I don't really know how you can take that win away from Notre Dame. It really, really was fun to watch, and as Somebody who's really like Notre Dame his whole life. It was really inspiring to see them, you know, have Clemson come in there and Notre Dame really take it to them. So, fun game to watch, and I think we'll see those two back in the ACC championship game here in a little over a month. Yeah, I, I can't wait till that happens, and I hope Trevor Lawrence is back to play because um, it'd be great to see Notre Dame get the win over them um, uh, with Trevor Lawrence just so they can not have that excuse anymore. And also um, – this is kind of the first time we're seeing uh, Clemson be mortal, um, show their mortalness since LSU, uh, the championship game last year. Um, so I think it is kind of uh, nice to see someone else, Notre Dame, taking it 
uh, last week. Yeah, no, I think after, you know, Notre Dame's last playoff appearance to a couple of years ago, they just got absolutely demolished. I think there's a lot of questioning, too, of will they ever be able to make it back? Will they ever be able to, you know, prove their worth? And after joining the ACC for the first time this year, no longer an independent and actually playing true conference-level competition, I think this is really their year where they can not only go to the playoffs, but actually make some noise. So definitely a bright future for the Irish. All right. Um, uh, scheduled for Saturday at 6.30. Wisconsin and Michigan, uh, with Graham Mertz supposed to be back uh, since Wisconsin's locker room COVID outbreak after the first Big Ten week, where uh, Mertz had an amazing game against Illinois, completed 20 for 21 passes with five touchdowns, 248 yards, and no turnovers. Um, How do you think Mertz's Illinois performance is going to reflect how he performs this week against Michigan? You know, Graham Mertz is an extremely, extremely impressive quarterback. And he was a big pickup for Wisconsin two years ago when, you know, even after he committed to Wisconsin, he still had teams like Ohio State, he had teams like Michigan. They All those big-name schools are still trying to sign him. That's the level of talent this kid has. And Illinois, you know, they're not a horrible team. They're a very well-coached program. So you can't really take away a lot from Graham Mertz's performance. That being said... They are not the team that Michigan is. Michigan is definitely going to cause a lot more problems. They're definitely going to get to merch a little bit more than what he was used to against Illinois. But I don't think it's anything he can't handle. You know, when you're behind a Wisconsin line, you got to feel pretty confident in that. And I feel like he'll be able to have another big game. Definitely not the Illinois numbers he put up because, I mean, that was just a record-breaking game, especially for somebody's first start. But, you know, I think Michigan not looking too hot this year. And they have a true freshman quarterback, too. I mean, the Badgers definitely should pull off this one. And I think Graham Mertz should have another, I don't know if I'd say big game, but he'll have another solid game. And especially, you know, a team, too, coming off of a major COVID outbreak, missing two weeks. The Badgers need a big week this week, too. They have they want any hope of trying to make the Big Ten championship just because their schedule is going to be only down to six games. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I'm definitely ready to see some more Graham Mertz. I really... It was a nice breath of fresh air to see uh, a Wisconsin quarterback tear it up like that. Um, Michigan hasn't played great this season. Um, I just hope the Badgers have gotten enough practice this week um, to put one in the win column to finish it off. Um, So, yeah, um, we were ranked ninth before our COVID outbreak uh, in in the AP Top 25 poll. So um, I'd – I'm glad they're back playing. I hope we they can stay healthy and uh, let's. I I think it would be really helpful if they would have had the last two weeks to play and maybe get some wins. Um, but it will be interesting to see if they can still do some damage here later in the season with the bowl games and playoffs. Oh no, definitely. We, I think we're ranked 13th now. I think we would be higher too. I mean, look, you got teams like Indiana in the top 10. You got teams like Cincinnati in the top 10. We're definitely better football programs than those guys. I mean, we definitely deserve to be a top ten team. But I mean, you know, when you miss when you miss two games in a row, I mean, obviously teams are going to jump ahead of you. So current rankings are not a reflection of how good the Badgers are, in my opinion. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes down, and then that will wrap it up for football for us. Um, uh, to finish it off here, we have a little bit of NBA, and then we'll talk about the start of the Badgers basketball season here. But 
I do believe a proposal for the NBA to restart in December has been proposed. Um, so I've just I uh, follow a uh, national basketball analyst Instagram page, and they had some polls on the Instagram stories, and I thought some of the questions were kind of interesting. So I thought I'd give them to you. So who do you think is the better player, Trey Young or Donovan Mitchell? You know, I don't know if you know about me, Mikey, but I love Donovan Mitchell. I've been super high on him since he was at Louisville. Definitely think he got robbed of uh, Rookie of the Year. Ben Simmons did not deserve it, especially being a second-year player. I like what Trey Young's doing. I like what he's doing in Atlanta. They're building something down there. But I got to go with Donovan Mitchell. That Jazz team is just electric. They're fun to watch. I mean, watching him and Murray go at it in the playoffs, too, in the bubble, I mean, I've never been that encapsulated by a series before, so I would say Donovan Mitchell. See, uh, for me, I just thought this was an absurd question. I thought the flat-out answer would be Trey Young. Um, what he's doing as what he is in the league, um, he's only in his second or third year. He's just tearing it up, scoring 30 points a game on a horrible Atlanta team. Um I think he's probably a top five player in the league, and I'd put Donovan Mitchell maybe in the top twenty. You know, interesting. You know, I mean, I'm not, not just. I mean, I'm not fully disagreeing with you in some sense. I don't know if I'd put Trey Young top five. I just think individually they're very different players, and I feel like the thing about Donovan Mitchell though is I would argue that he is carrying that Jazz team equally as much as Trey Young is carrying the Hawks. I mean, Rudy Gobert has not showed up. I feel like in years. I mean, I don't really. It, it is tough. It is tough. They're both good players, and I feel like they're such different players that they're somewhat hard to compare, but I'm just super high on Donovan Mitchell. I'm just impressed by his work ethic and what I see out of him. So that's my answer, but I totally respect you going with Trey. Yeah, that that is a good point that you make there, too, that um, uh, I could see Donovan Mitchell taking the Jazz into a late playoff run uh, this coming season, but I don't. I just don't see Trey Young doing that with the Hawks. All right, next question. So, which duos would do you think would be better, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, or Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? This this one's a little bit difficult to gauge, only because you know we've seen one duo, we haven't seen the other. You know, Kevin Durant is a better player than both Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. I'm pretty confident in that belief, and I lo- I like. I would have to go with Clay and Steph, though, only because they're they're a more selfless duo. Kyrie Irving, in my opinion, is a selfish player, not great in the locker room. And frankly, I would say that's similar about Kevin Durant, too. I feel like the mental game is honestly what would propel Curry and Clay over the other two. So I, that's my answer. But I think it can honestly go either way because, I mean, both duos are extremely talented. Yeah, I think it will obviously um, be able to answer this question a little bit better after we see um, Kyrie and Kevin play together a little bit more. Um, But I think Curry and Clay right now is the obvious answer. I also think they just go together better than um, I think Kevin Durant and Kyrie will. Um, We have two two big superstars in one place. I think that might get a little bit overcrowded. Um, the nice thing about Steph Curry and Klay Thompson is Klay Thompson isn't that huge, huge mega all-star coming into it. Um, so there was room for them to play together. So um, 
I I do think Curry and Clay would be the answer to that one. All right. I agree. agree for sure. This next question is really interesting. If you can have one of these players for the next 10 years, who would it be? Tyler Harrow or Kawhi Leonard? Ooh, that is interesting. Only just because of the of the large age gap. I, I love Tyler Harrow, obviously. You know, a kid from Milwaukee, going, doing big things. You know, even if he, he committed from Wisconsin, still got to show him some love. But, I don't know, Kawhi Leonard is just such a great talent. I mean... He single-handedly took Toronto, you know, single-handedly won Toronto a finals. Not a super impressive season then with the Clippers. Next 10 years, though, honestly, i got to go with Kawhi. Only because just, Tyler Hero's a great player, but he's not the type of player you can build a franchise around. He's a really, really good role player. Wouldn't be surprised if we see him in an all-star game in the next 10 years. He's super young, great shooter, very, I mean, great vision, but... Kawhi Leonard just brings something to the table that Tyler doesn't. And, and you know, I hope Tyler proves me wrong, you know, in the future. But as of right now, i got to go with Kawhi. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Um, I, I, I do love the question, though. I think it's a great question. Um, I, Tyler Harrow, I, I love him. He's a great player. But uh, like you said, yeah, I think he is more of a role player. Um, I think it really depends on the situation um, that you have. Uh, who, what players are around them, um, but I, uh, I just think Kawhi is the more is the safer option. Um, I think you can't go wrong with that. Whereas Tyler Harrow, I feel like um, in some teams he might get buried, or if he's given too much of the workload, um, he wouldn't be able to carry the team as much. Whereas Kawhi, he he knows how to be the mega all star, um, so I think Kawhi is the safer option there. Yeah, no, definitely. All right. Um, who will have a better career, John Morant or Zion Williamson? This is another another hard one. I'm going to say John Morant, and my main reason for this is I don't think Zion will have a very long career. A man of his size and just he he can't he can't stay healthy. He's proven that already through his freshman year of college and his rookie season. When he's on the court, he's amazing, super fun to watch, great guy. But I just can't see him sustaining a super long career. John Morant, on the other hand, I mean, you know, he's another talent where I've never seen a guy of his size be able to fly like that. His ability to shoot, his handles, just a great all-around player. I think John Morant will have a longer career, and honestly, I think he'll have a better career. Um, I could agree with that, too. Um, I think Zion is a little bit more of a – I think he's a great player. He's a flashy player. He's a ticket seller. Um, people want to see him. Uh, John Morant, though, I think what he – like did with that Grizzlies team this year was so impressive uh, fighting for the playoffs um, basically single-handedly who do, I mean he had Marcus Gasol but when was the last time we heard about Marcus Gasol doing anything um, he just played crazy good I think and I think um, when you think about it on a smaller scale like on just any given day in the NBA I think in the coming years, it'll be more um, often that we hear John Morant drops like 40 or 50 than it will be to hear that uh, Zion did so. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. All right. Will Giannis win his third straight MVP this year, and will he ever win a ring in Milwaukee? Uh, this is uh, the ring in 
Milwaukee part. That's it's a, it's a difficult one. I don't think he'll win his third straight this year. I think he'll win a third MVP at some point in his career. <laughs> I'd love to see it be in Milwaukee also, but honestly, there's his you know future Milwaukee is really up in the air, unfortunately, right now. And you know you hear more and more. I feel like in the news and in the media about him going elsewhere. So I would love to say that he wins a ring in Milwaukee. I really would. I don't think it's going to happen, though, unfortunately. And as much as I'd love to see it, I'm just trying to be real there. And I don't think he'll win his third MVP in a row this season, but he'll win a third MVP at some point. So I I do think he'll win his third MVP this season. Um, whether he gets a ring or not, uh, I think that's a little bit harder to gauge here. Um, we The Bucks have looked so good in the regular season the last couple of years, but Man, I mean, we saw in the bubble, some teams are just wired for the playoffs. Some teams aren't. Um, I don't think the Bucks are unless they get a player that can help them, um, which I think is going to be really, really hard. I don't think there are many players that um, can really change the dynamic of this Bucks team to make them a playoff team. Um, I do think they will do really well in the regular season again, and I think Giannis will get his third straight MVP. Um I think they might make a little bit of a run in the playoffs. I don't see him going all the way. So, no, I don't think they'll win it. he'll win a ring next year. And I think next year is kind of going to be their shot because I don't think we'll see Giannis. Um, if they don't win next year, I don't think we'll see Giannis in a Bucks uniform anymore. No, I agree. I think the other thing you got to think about too, right, is if Giannis does stay in Milwaukee, it's going to be a super max contract. If he signs a super max contract in Milwaukee, they're going to have no cap space or any money to bring in anybody else to help them really propel to the right. championship. So it's one, of the, it's one of those things where you keep Giannis, you're not winning the championship anyway. So it's just a, the Bucks are a really difficult, almost a difficult situation when it comes to having the best player in the league, which is a problem some teams would probably love to have. But as a Milwaukee fan, it's definitely sad to see a team play, like you said, so strong in the regular season and then, you know, barely be able to squeak past even the first round of the playoffs. Right. All right. So that will wrap it up for the NBA. Um, it's a little early still, but um, we're getting ready for that. A quick turnaround here should be starting in December, possibly. Um, also, starting November 25th, college basketball begins again. Um, the Badgers already are ranked seventh in the AP college basketball poll um, going into the season. They're, restern- they're returning all their starters except for Pritzel, who was... Um, in and out as a starter throughout the season. Um, their starting lineup will be Dimitri Trice, Brad Davison, Aleem Ford, Micah Potter, and Nate Reavers. And that's those five names are all players who throughout last season we saw they can get hot, they can will that Badgers team to wins. Um, I think we could see a lot of good stuff from them this year. No, I couldn't agree more with you, Mikey. Um, Micah Potter is the difference maker for the Badgers. I truly believe that. Since he became eligible from Ohio State last season, he really transformed that team. He took them from a team that was barely scraping by in the Big Ten games to being a team that was able to not only win the Big Ten, but that was even projected, if the tournament happened, to even go all the way. Which, you know, say what you want about that statistic, but I mean, you can't argue the fact that the Badgers were extremely hot last season, even though they were lacking a lot of the a lot of the talent and the young, you know, the young freshmen that some of the other teams had. But 
I love what I see out of these guys. You know, I think I think they have a really good shot to do something special this year, especially if you guys can stay healthy. I don't really see many teams in the Big Ten that will be able to contend with them. And then those top Big Ten teams, such as a Michigan and Michigan State, they will be able to put up a fight, you know, as they always do. But I definitely see the Badgers besting them. I can see another Big Ten title for the Badgers this year. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it. Um, one thing that does make me a little bit nervous is being ranked seventh right out of the gate. Um, I, I just don't like being ranked high before the season. You never know um, what other teams have been cooking up. You never know um, what kind of things have been going around around the league. Um, so I guess for me, the before the season rankings don't mean too much. I'm not trying to get my hopes up too much, um, but... I definitely think that they do have a shot this year, so it'll be interesting to see. And I agree. Badgers are a team that always thrive when they're underrated, so hopefully this doesn't go to those boys' heads too much and they're able to put on a good show for us. But we have the talent. I think if Guard's able to bring them all together, I think we'll be all right. What's your opinions on Guard? Because I have my own opinions on Guard, but I want to hear what you think first. You know, we talked a little bit about this, about Guard in general. I think the biggest issue with guard is he is not a good recruiter. He does not appeal to uh, young kids. He does not bring in those top talent guys that can really, really change the makeup of that Wisconsin basketball program. And that's the only thing I really dislike about him. I don't think he's a bad coach, but I think when recruiting is half your job, though, and you're not able to bring in those top talent guys, and you're working with a lot of these, you know, they're working with a lot of people that a lot of the big-name colleges don't want. But, you know, I mean, that's kind of Wisconsin sports in a nutshell, if you think about it a little bit. But I don't know. It would be nice to get a coach in there who could actually bring in some big-name guys and really transform the program. So, yeah. Um, one of my things with guard is this senior class that we have now with Trice and Davison and Ford and Reavers and all these outstanding players um, – I feel like they haven't had as much improvement over the their four years at Wisconsin as they should have, and that's mainly to put the blame to for that on the coaching staff. Um, I I do want to give guard the chance this season to see how those players look, and also um the recruiting class that um he uh got this season is supposedly one of the best in a long time. So I'll give guard this season, see how those players look, but I think it might be time for Barry Alvarez to start um, talking about uh, getting a new coach if the Badgers aren't able to put something together this year. Yeah, and the only other thing I'd say about guard, too, is, you know, it's hard to tell, too, what the locker room is like with, under him because I would have to think that Kobe King leaving is a big part of guard, too, and he had a lot of promise, so... You know, if, if that's, you know, if that speaks to guard's character, though, then I agree. I think definitely Alvarez should maybe reevaluate his options. But like you said, give him this year, and especially after last season, I kind of liked what I saw, you know, at least what the Badgers were doing. So if he's able to kind of do what they did last year, hopefully resurrect this basketball program that's been down a little bit, especially compared to their own standards, you know, I think he'll be okay. Yep. Greg Guard Redemption Tour. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, I really appreciate you joining me tonight, Ben. You know, Mikey, seriously, it was a lot of fun, man. And uh, if you ever need anybody to come back, I'm always your guy. But 
hopefully I filled Tripe's shoes all right, but I definitely appreciate you having me on. It was a good time. Oh, for sure. You did wonderful, and hopefully we'll be able to have you back again at some point. Um, so really appreciate that, Ben. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully we can get Chife back next week, and we will see you later. Peace out.